Welcome to the Damn Good Marketing Podcast Season 3. We're asking the big questions this time around. Join us and find out what we're talking about. You know, Asita, my favorite pastime is finding bloopers and sending them to you when I'm not sending memes. So this one's quite a riot. A calming gel pen, they say. What do you think of when you think of a calming gel pen that reduces dark circles and pigmentation? Oh, right. You mean the cosmetic pens, the ones you use while going to bed, I'm assuming. Yeah, or concealer maybe. And then you say, okay, let me read a bit more. Some poor marketing intern has written this copy. And then you realize, oh yeah, it is a marketing intern. And maybe not a human one. Because it says that the pen will glide effortly across the page. And that it will unleash my creativity as I jot down my thoughts. Oh, damn. They took the pen quite literally, didn't they? Uh, poor JatGPT has not seen a calming gel pen. <laughs> it had no precedent, I think. So, it took it as literally as it could. But that's what happens when you combine interns, a lazy marketing effort maybe, or just a very over-enthusiastic attempt to use JatGPT. I'd like to be kind about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting because I think there are examples and there are anecdotes of people thinking about whether they should be replacing entire marketing teams, especially digital marketing and creative teams with ChatGPT. Or let me expand that ambit a little bit. You have generative AI tools for making images today as well, making presentations, pitch decks. There's a tool for everything pretty much, right? CRM, sales, it's endless. So should we really be replacing all of this effort with ChatGPT? And it's interesting also because when you hear from the other side, I met a writer recently who swore that ChatGPT can't replace her unique touch and flavor. But of course, design, if you give it the right prompts, I'm sure you can get some images. And then I met a designer who said, nothing's going to put me out of business. But I'm sure... But the writers writing, are going down. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's like a dead job now. I wish. <laughs> it's interesting, right? I think any new tool in the system always exposes our inherent biases. We are either very excited about it. If you go on LinkedIn, can you even breathe without seeing a single mention of chat GPT? And it's never a single mention, right? It's the 10 tools that will save your life. And it's the 25 AI somethings that will revolutionize your business. Most people use ChatGPT, but do you know how many of them use it? And I'm guilty of saving so many of those links that I've never gone back to look at. Let me burst your bubble and tell you maybe they were written by ChatGPT. <laughs> but having said that, there's the complete flip side. And I think both of us are very intentional users oh. of ChatGPT for our businesses. And... In any kind of group of small business owners or women entrepreneurs, I do sense a lot of excitement that uh, maybe finally there's something that can fill the gap that uh, we feel as business owners, that there's so much we want to do, can't find the right person, can't find the time and energy to give them that brief and get it done. And maybe getting on this bandwagon will fill all those gaps overnight. And which is where I want to clarify in terms of where my chips fall as far as when chat GPT is up in the air is concerned. They actually fall in reasonable places. This is not an episode about dissing the use of generative AI. I just want to make that very clear. 
we also work with clients in the enterprise ai space who are now thinking about how can some of these models be used in business context so there's a huge conversation that's happening right as much as we see a, a one off like a chat gpt and the interesting thing is it's not even the first large language model there's lots of research being done around it but the interesting thing to me is that while we think about it as individuals the work that we do with chat gpt is going to have larger ramifications so i think what we should be talking about subha really is how do we leverage and make the most of it because you can't take a tool it's like saying the internet has been invented but i will not use it it's not going to work like that no there are huge upsides to getting familiar with the tool and the entire concept of in a way creating personas that the tool is writing right. for or on behalf of it also opens up your mind and it really helps in generating your own ideas mm-hmm. because finally you're prompting a system and the system is saying hey this could be looked at as a b c and d and c and d you might not have thought of otherwise exactly and the interesting thing to me is also that google has now come up with a course on how to prompt engineer right so clearly the world is headed in a direction where ai is the norm right and i think sometimes we also assume that just because prompt engineering there's a name to it we don't know how to do it it's just a question of a remembering that it's a system and b using our own knowledge and expertise and then seeing how best to use a system to level that up i think correct correct so how are you seeing chat gpt really impact your day to day creation mm. efforts So interestingly I get asked that question 3 times a day because <laughs> everyone is curious now right for mm-hmm. an agency you're in the business of creating content to some extent how do you do in the context where you're so replaceable I think it's just honestly made our lives and work a lot better because the day it came out or maybe even within the week if I'm being more practical we had an internal discussion and we said if it exists and if it's doing a good job of being a brainstorming vehicle it should be used and i think there's one article on money control where the author talks about how different people from product marketing digital software services content creative how are these people using chat gpt as a tool and we'll put that in the show notes as well but what's interesting to me is that there's an equal mix of fear and hope right i think a lot of founders business owners are asking the question right now i want to use this i know there's a use case for this a i don't know how to use it B I'm worried about the ramifications of that not knowing right I think that's what it comes down to the more intentional side of it The good thing is and I think more people like you should put it out there that you are using it because somehow I feel it started with this replace the agency narrative right That's what everybody jumped to let's get rid of these people that we don't want to deal with <laughs> <laughs> Also I think it removes that undercurrent that right. using chat gpt is like using a cheat sheet or it you are taking a shortcut which you wouldn't otherwise take or you're taking an illegitimate shortcut in a way i mm. am paying you as a writer or as any anything actually right now you can use it in multiple ways but i am paying you to do things as a human mm. and are you shortchanging me by using a tool and so if more and more creators and those who are using the tool effectively could come out with one own it hey i do use it and mm. this is exactly how i use it mm. i use it to brainstorm i use it to generate ideas and that is 20% of what i do mm. which not only means that i still have to do 80% 
but it's freed up 20% of my time. Absolutely. So yeah, let's use this podcast as a platform and I will tell you I do use it. In fact, I use the latest version. I've paid for it. I'm very happy with it. And about 20% of my time definitely is saved because of ChatGPT. In fact, I have written a piece on how ChatGPT mm. can be used as a brainstorming engine, especially also Subha in context where now we are a very small team. I may not always have another strategist in the room to brainstorm with. But I want to be able to look at my ideas from the outside in. It may still be my thinking, but I need to see it in a form and format that's not familiar to me. Mm. And that's where I find ChatGPT to be insanely valuable. And I think, especially in that example, the creative input in terms of this is A, this is B, now put these two together. The A and the B were supplied by me. Yeah. And that's, I think, the true nature of human potential. If I could do that, and I could do more of that. Exactly. Why are we shying away from it? It's like moving from, it's a stale metaphor, but it's like moving from the calculator to the computer and really exponentially increasing capability, but also the time that you're creating for something else. Absolutely. Right? So if you can use this tool to do good work, which also means you have now more time to do better work. And that is exactly what it is, right? The output that we've received from the writers, where we've said, hey, chat GPT, the outline. Mm. It's a case study. Mm. A case study always follows some structure. Mm. You decide what you want to add and remove, but at least let it do the job of thinking for you mm. in terms of best practices. And then you populate, right? There have been use cases where we've probably not received the best brief from the client, mm. where we've written the entire article, we put it on chat GPT and said, how can I make this article better? And now we have to understand, this is where I think sometimes we forget and it's so easy to forget because it's talking to us, that it's conversational AI, right? Chat GPT is trained to talk. To chat in the GPT. Yeah, not to know. So we have to take that feedback with a little bit of cognizance. Mm -hmm. But some interesting insights have come out in terms of if a big four consulting firm were publishing this case study, mm -hmm. what else do you think they would add to it? Mm -hmm. Now that's a prompt that will give you some really solid output. So right. you had great experiences, we should use it and we should use mid-journey and we should use everything else as well. And I think perhaps wearing my coach hat, but it also means that it's okay to admit that you don't have all these perspectives and you don't know everything. So if as, a, as an agency, as a writer, as a consultant, or even as an employee, let's say you're working in a particular industry, it's okay to admit that I don't know everything. So mm -hmm. I'm using a tool to trigger ideas, to trigger thoughts or to refine what I've My put thought down. My thought process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because otherwise it's, it's it feels like now that I've used the tool and experienced it, dismissing it is, I won't say arrogance, but it's like saying, hey, how can this know more than me? But you don't know everything. And it knows other things. Mm -hmm. it, whether it knows more or less, again, it's a subjective call that I think we all have to take. But it knows things that we don't know how to do, mm -hmm. which is to type at the speed at which it does. <laughs> Reasonably <laughs> cognizant answers, right? Yeah. And then we can improvise, right? Yeah. We exist. Yeah. I, and I do think those who are youngsters in the space of any kind of work, it's a great tool to help you learn more about your own work and the industry that you're in and mm. the kind of the way you should be writing or what's good writing in that space. Not just from not everybody's publishing articles and blogs, but even your internal communication can be better or the memos that you put up can be better. Yeah, more uh, structured, yeah, more streamlined. Yeah. I've also found it a very good way of basically processing summaries of very long articles, which we mm. don't have the time mm. to read. 
and just copy paste the whole thing and say summarize these are the three things i want to know yeah what does the article say about it so it may not be the most effective way of reading a whole piece but it's definitely a great way of understanding what that true i've used it as a quick and easy google if you may <laughs> so when we were traveling and i said give me a quick brief history of this city and you get the main highlights in one paragraph right. other than a page of links and then saying which one do i go to and then i read the whole thing and then summarize it in my yeah, own head and come to your own conclusions yeah, right yeah. yeah coming back to our dear intern and their cosmetic gel pen why don't you prove to us that you're human and not a bot go to any platform that you use for podcasts and please do hit subscribe the damn good marketing podcast you won't regret it definitely <laughs> would it be worth your while mm-hmm. to invest in teaching your team how to use the tool that's an interesting question because i think everybody needs to explore and learn it and make it work in their own use cases and context the guardrails i would set whether it's the context of my own work or even in client work is to not go too far away from the brand language mm. of things right there's a reason it's been built they've been talking that way for a while so it's important we continue to work with that and the easiest way to do that i found is to just open a new chat window on chat gpt and tell it this is how we speak this is an example of language we can and cannot use mm-hmm. this is how we think about campaigns for them we don't do flamboyant we don't do exuberant so whatever it is what is that guardrail that you want to set yeah and also maybe tell it the creatives will have bright colors or it will be muted and dull so you think about that while you're writing and then get it to right i think also the question that a lot of people are asking in that context is can i replace the human effort and therefore maybe the human yeah. revenue yeah. with a tool like this i think it's like a pen right if you want good handwriting you have to go to a calligrapher at yeah. least on on today's day and age now if 3 month 3 months later we listen to this episode how will the world look like we don't know yeah. things are moving very fast but i think today i would think twice before replacing the person entirely with makes sense and i think maybe that's a interesting piece of advice or a nuance that you do have to take the effort to tell the tool who you are or in whose voice you are writing or what is the kind of context or background it so you don't just go and say write an article on xyz listen i am this person writing for this kind of yeah audience yeah and hence what would be a good outline and in saying that you bring up an interesting nuance on thought leadership <laughs> right how can you be a thought leader if your thoughts are coming from chat gpt mm. and i don't mean that as an individual any yeah. organization for that matter and i think this is a problem we are solving on a daily basis in fact more and more now the need for content that speaks to a certain audience and that has authority is only growing mm. one way of doing it i realized is to let the leader or the founder which who's whoever is the person speaking or representing the brand to put down their thoughts on a subject and then use chat gpt to find facts and statistics to either mm. support or deny that conclusion yeah that's interesting and back to your question of should a leader use this for their thoughts etc i think the we both read an article recently on how chat gpt is really revamping the education right. space a lot of homework a lot of essays are being written by this tool but i think what really caught our attention was that it is also something that you can't ban it that's not the answer to say that okay all students chat gpt is banned and it's been created and has a certain purpose and it has a certain 
it adds something to the entire content generation space yeah. so it's about maybe teaching them how to use it mm-hmm. and saying hey you can say go write an essay and the tool will write an essay do you want to really stop there yeah why don't you use this to trigger ideas for you why don't mm-hmm. you brainstorm and like you said it's conversational why don't you chat with this tool yeah. and come back with something that is more you and more unique because it has triggered all these ideas in your head that's right? true coming back to the leaders like it's really about flipping the question and saying why is your leader not using exactly why is your employee not using this to better understand a concept or to get their get a first cut feedback of am i going in if this is the audience that i am writing for am i going in the right direction etc and the problem with say denying it or hush hushing it is that people may end up using it anyway and that mm-hmm. is going to cause problems at a organization level which are much bigger honestly mm-hmm. because these are tools that are whatever you chat with it is used as its training data it's furthering its knowledge through the conversation that is having with you so do you really want an employee to secretly go ask it something that's proprietary to you and then it becomes common knowledge on the internet so it's rather i think you set policies set guidelines around the use of ai in the context of everyday work and you just roll with it and it, i think companies of all scales and sizes could really benefit from a policy of that nature which says this is sensitive information this is not sensitive information and this you can use in the context of i would honestly prefer the team member that says hey this was the brief and chat gpt and i together came up with these ideas <laughs> which one should i explore more or which one should i deep yeah. dive into and then i'd rather that be and like you said i don't want them hiding yeah. and pretending it's their work mm. and then you're maybe rewarding the wrong result or person i don't know it's a very murky space still yeah yeah which brings up a lot of safety aspects of data privacy downtime the considerations are endless mm-hmm. right a lot of companies work with information that's very proprietary to them yeah exposing it is not always in the best interest and if you use chat gpt in its original form and format that's what you're doing so now it's time for topical and before we move to that may we please request you to subscribe or hit the follow button so you never miss another episode So Subha tell me this when ChatGPT first made its appearance on the LinkedIn scene because that's <laughs> where everything always seems to happen did you think it would take on the life that it has taken on right now honestly i didn't knowing me and knowing us i jumped onto the bandwagon immediately it was a new toy <laughs> and i had to try it out and the first one of the first few prompts that i gave it was to write a college application essay oh wow in the persona of my daughter because mm. she was going through the process at that time and i was just amazed yeah that could have been written by her yeah that could have been a 17 year old with that particular hobby or interest describing it in great detail and and so i was hooked mm. because very clearly they were on to something uh, something that yes is it dangerous and can it go can it be misused what can't be mm. so you have to i think really get your hands dirty and see what it can do yeah honestly the biggest misuse of time is social media itself so we don't really say no to it uh, on that note i got on to threads today oh damn <laughs> one more place i shouldn't be but yes. i am so let me put you in the hot seat <laughs> do you think i should replace my digital marketing team with a paid version 
of ChatGPT. Twenty dollars and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, with the oversight. <laughs> Honestly, I think we all know this. There is no free lunch. Unfortunately, I think this is really a great opportunity to ask better of your creative teams because the baseline is being taken care of. Something can produce something. That's not the job anymore. How do you make it impactful? How do you make it different, unique? I think it's time to level the jobs up of everyone involved in the system. Honestly, and don't mistrust those who are using it. Yeah, that too. Come, let's have a chat. We'll figure out like what is the resistance to it. Let's talk about it. We'll find out. Awesome. I think there's a lot to take away from today. Really, folks, if I had to summarize, which I'm not too good at, but I'll try because <laughs> the mind does wander. But I think if the simple question is how do I use ChatGPT to make my life easier, and when I say my, it could be whatever profession that you're in, it's definitely a great starting point, a great tool to brainstorm. It definitely does help you process a lot of information faster. So you know, if you're doing research or if you're just putting things together to to kickstart some conversation, you can get specific information, but you do maybe have to fact check it it may not be recent it may sometimes be wrong also yeah yeah right? as google found out in a very live launch and maybe you can also get more efficient and productive which is man's purpose on earth anyway productivity to <laughs> by integrating it with other tools yeah in fact there are some interesting ways to integrate chat gpt with other tools See? interfaces See? And yeah, it's just the beginning of generative AI. I think the ability to have a conversation with a system that makes sense must be the greatest innovation of our times. And maybe three months later, I'll say something else. But for now, this seems like such a big deal. That said, yes, there are some considerations around safety that we have to be cognizant of, and I don't just mean data safety, human safety as well, which, quite frankly, I don't think anyone knows enough. So let's leave that to the experts and use it the way it's meant to be used. Very true. So see you on the other side of that. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Damn Good Marketing Podcast on all things Chat GPT. I know we took some time to come up with this episode because we wanted to try things out ourselves and really have some proof of concept before we tell you what's a good thing to do and what's not a good thing to do. We hope you've taken away an immense amount from this episode. If you have any questions, do find us on LinkedIn and reach out. Uh, a lot of the links and commentary. will be in the show notes as well and you can read those articles you can find ways to do the dance with chat gpt if i could put it that way and have fun doing it and if you're stuck you can always just ping hasita and she'll get on to a chat about chat gpt bye thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the damn good marketing podcast we're so glad to have you here if you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it Please hit subscribe, follow, whatever is that big shiny CTA you see on whichever podcast platform you are listening to on right now. It would mean so much to us. See you next time.